The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Hey, thank you for joining us here on Plant Profits. I am your host, Vern Davis. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. My next guest runs an athlete-built and women-owned company with the mission to improve recovery for all athletes. She continues to apply her expertise in training and competition and in recovery in an effort to better understand the role of recovery and the role that it has in performance and the human body. With her network of influential athletes and passion for competing, she shapes a product line to meet the relevant demand in cannabis and sports. I would love for you all to welcome to Plant Profits, Ms. Rachel Rapino. Rachel, how are you? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Plant Profits and Vern. I'm excited to talk with you guys today. Oh, that's great. Rachel is the co-founder and chief executive officer of Mindy. Now, I tell you what, Rachel, I, I have lived in the Northwest. I've, I lived in Seattle, uh, which is a long time ago, <laughs> back in the mid to late 90s. Uh, late to late nineties. And, um, I spent a lot of time in Portland. I think you're in Portland area, correct? I live in Portland. I played uh, at the university of Portland and left for a little bit and came back and Mindy's headquartered here in uh, Portland, Oregon. Oh, absolutely. Now, um, this is, this is kind of cool. So did you grow up in, in the great Northwest? No, I'm a California baby. Okay. Yeah. All right. I grew up in at, at the tippy top of Northern California in a little town called Redding, which is like two and a half hours north of Sacramento. I, I know where it is. Yeah. I've actually been to Redding. Most people say, oh, I've driven through it because the I-5 corridor goes right through it. And that's usually the extent of people's experience with Redding. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I was in the adult uh, beverage business at one time in my distributor had an office or a facility oh. in Reading. So uh, been to Reading and know what it's know, know where it is. Uh, it's a long way. It seems longer than two and a half hours north of Sacramento. I know. Well, it's just a <laughs> flat, straight drive. Uh, but yeah, we grew up in Reading. We, you know, played competitive soccer down in Sacramento all throughout California. And my sister, Megan Rapino and I, well, I was going to tell everybody you got a famous sibling, uh, Megan, and you and you guys look alike. But go ahead. Yeah, well, we're fraternal, so I got okay. We're Italian and Irish, and I think I got I stole all the Italian. I'm like dark haired, you know, dark featured. She is like totally fair skinned, and now she's like you know the pink haired lesbian goddess that flattened cra uh, France like a crepe. I think that was the name that she was touted during the World Cup. Uh, she was awesome. She was absolutely unbelievable. It was great to see. Yeah, that was definitely a remarkable summer last summer. She was, I would say she was probably at the peak of her performance. 
Um, but yeah, then we got recruited to play up here at the University of Portland. Yeah. The program that Clive Charles built. And then, you know, Portland, we just love the Pacific Northwest. My sister lives in Seattle with her partner, Sue Bird, the WBA yeah. player. And then I just found my way back here to Portland. I love it. Well, you guys, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, uh, it's easy to love. I've, I lived there three years and I, I'd go back there anytime. And live. Yeah. It is it a great place. Easy living. I always tell everybody it was e people are friendly, easy living. You could show up in a tuxedo or shorts. Exactly. <laughs> that's what that's what exactly what I tell people. That's what sold me on Portland is after living, you know, I've spent a lot of time in Seattle. I've spent a lot of right. time in Chicago. I lived in LA for a while. I lived in Austin for a while too. Yeah. Um that's where I'm from. That area. Oh, Austin? Yeah. Right oh, outside. Nice. Right okay, so I actually lived in Fredericksburg, which is in, like an hour and some change west of uh, Austin in the Hill Country. In the Hill Country, yeah. Yeah, I moved out there for... There's some rattlesnakes out there, by the way. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Lots of snakes. I don't like snakes. Um, but I always tell people that Portland is just a manageable city. If you want yeah. a city but you don't want to deal with the hoopla, Portland's yeah. for you. Um, I always said the food and the music is great, you know? Yep. Totally. If you like food, if you like music, if you like um, wine, if you like uh -huh. craft cocktails, I mean, basically all yeah. the indulgences. If you like cannabis, you yeah. know, this, this it's is all the here. Area it's exactly. all here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, everything. So you, you actually, you and your sister actually won a national NCAA national championship in soccer. Yeah, we did. We did. We won it in 2005. We actually, um, not trying to brag, you know, but we got in. Go ahead. <laughs> the NCAA Hall of Fame is the greatest team ever. Are you serious? Yeah, we went undefeated. We had one tie that season. I can't believe you let someone tie you. <laughs> I, I know. It was Pepperdine, and they just sat in. They just blocked us with, like, nine defenders. All oh, day. really? So, yeah. yeah. Well, that was a good strategy. You got to give them credit for that, you know? Yeah, yeah. That, that was uh, absolute uh, a, a good strategy. Um, look, you, um, you did an op-ed for the Portland Business Journal mm -hmm. and it was, it was about really, I want you to tell us what it was about because it was about the plight of women, it was the plight of people of color, the plight of, of diverse sex or, or sexuality, uh, and equity. And, um, it's, it, I mean, when I read that, I, I really could see, I could feel your passion coming through. And uh, I love I love to hear you talk about that. Well, thank you for, and I appreciate mm -hmm. the kind words. I, you know, it, it the article came after the killing of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, um, but also just the past several years of all of us seeing, you know, the social injustices that are going on in the country, and um, you know, for Black people, Indigenous people, people of color, and also for mm -hmm. the LGBTQ community. And I think it just came at yeah. this point where, um, especially being. Uh, in the business world and owning a business and mm -hmm. being able to write for the Portland Business Journal, I just felt that it was particularly really important to talk about representation because I don't think if you are not part of the majority, it's so hard to see and to understand how important it is to have diversity at the table. Yeah. And, you know, my sister Megan, and I talk about this all the time and, she, you know, she, she was telling me that, you know, it's diversity isn't just for the sake of having different people at the table. It is to tell the full story and to make sure that you're including everyone and to make sure that 
There are people that look differently at the table. So then young aspiring entrepreneurs, young aspiring athletes can, can see a, you know, a woman, a lesbian CEO and say, Oh, that can happen. Like I can, I can do that too, you know? Um, And I just, yeah, I felt like it was really important to talk about representation because I think people, you know, they like to say it and and they Mm -hmm. like to talk about diversity and inclusivity. They're kind of like buzzwords that have been going out around for a couple of years, but they do, they mean something. And it's really important to have representation in the business world, in sports, in every industry, in every facet. So, so are are you, is that something that you talk about every chance you get? Um, is that is that something you're finding difficult for people um, in your industry to understand? Uh, is that because because in the cannabis space, I hear about it. You know, I'm in the space with, with Produce Global. Uh, so I hear about it all the time and we talk about it a lot. Is it is it really getting done? I think that it's tough, right? Because mm-hmm. we are trying to get it done, but in the same patriarchal system that has been here for hundreds of years. So I think people are talking about it more. I think more steps are being taken, but ultimately it's in the same white male patriarchal system. Mm-hmm. And it's that system that needs reform. Um, so it's really tough mm-hmm. to actually create <clears throat> an equitable environment in that in this system that we're all trying to build our businesses in and to, mm-hmm. to build this industry. I mean, the cannabis industry is a very new industry. So this particular industry, I think people are extra passionate and motivated mm-hmm. to actually create equity and equality because it's so new. And we, we do have an opportunity to do that. Um, but at the end of the day, money is power in this country. Absolutely. So for as long as the same demographic of people hold all the money and invest in companies, if they don't invest with a diversity and inclusivity mindset, we're going to have the same issue in this industry. So I, I do think in the cannabis industry, we're extra passionate mm-hmm. to try and change you know, or create, a, you know, reimagine a new industry unlike any other industry. Um, but again, I mean, it's kind of in the same system, right? Because it's the same people that hold all the money. Yeah, uh, but so it's it's not a feel-good thing. I mean, it is a feel-good thing when you do good. But the, the saving grace I think you have, Rachel, is that it also is the best way to maximize your business. Mm-hmm. And all those people who have all the money, and we're talking about the big the big players, right? Um, they're going to realize that if they want to be authentic and legitimate in the space. Yeah. And and that 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 is happening slowly, but you know, we we need we need uh, you know, companies like Mindy and CEOs like uh, Rachel Rapino uh, to keep hitting the drums, right, mm-hmm. on the topic, and I think that's 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 really going to happen. And, and I talked to uh, a diverse set of, um, of of leaders in the cannabis space, from you know large multiple you know MSOs to 
brands to a single brand to whatever. And uh, I'm, I'm starting to hear a message across that sounds the same. That's good. Mm-hmm. What are you hearing? Because, you know, another part of it, too, is like I can try and do everything I can as the yeah. CEO and co-founder of Mindy. But ultimately, you know, I do I need capital like we're about to go. We raised a pre-seed round. Yeah. And, you know, pretty unconventionally because we had certain goals and, and, and milestones that we wanted on just the cap table, which yes. I think is another interesting thing. I mean, sometimes you're not in a position to say no to money. But it's really important, I think, if you really want to break the cycle, you know, don't let people on the cap table that don't share your same values and beliefs. Yeah. Which is easier said than done. I get it. Sometimes, like, you need oh, money. It's, it's very righteous. But, right, you know, <laughs> sometimes when you when you run in a business, right, it, 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 it definitely squeezes you uh, mm-hmm. and it challenges your truths uh, in a very real, uh, real way. Uh, we're going to take a break. And uh, I'm, I'm today uh, having a really cool conversation with Rachel Rapino, and uh, she is the CEO and co-founder of Mindy, uh, which is a, a cool business that we're going to get a chance to talk a lot about. And uh, we'll be right back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold. So it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on cannabisradio.com. Yeah. Well, well hey, welcome back. Uh, I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Produce Global People Solutions. And I'm here today with Rachel Rapino. She is the co-founder and the chief executive officer of Mindy. And Rachel was just about to tell us how Mindy was born. Now, you met your uh, co-founder, right? Uh, Now, when did this happen? Go ahead. And who is that? So, you know, it happened basically off the heels of my own self-discovery process with cannabis five, six years ago. Um, 
I met Kendra through, actually I had a roommate who's from Wyoming and they grew up playing soccer together, Wyoming and Kendra. Uh, Kendra's been a farmer. She, she comes okay. from like pure cannabis farming. She worked in Humboldt for 10 years and ran one of the largest East Coast suppliers in Humboldt. And okay. then she took her chops up here to Oregon when it became legal. And she founded Oso Verde Farms, which is a, an organic THC farm in the Rogue Valley. Luckily it hasn't been burnt down, but it was, it was very wow. close because we just had all those fires down there. Um, but she, she ran it from, you know, ground up, built it into a multi-million dollar operation, just sold it actually. So now she's hundred percent Mindy. Okay. Um, Good. But, yeah. Kendra's just, she's, she's very talented. She's, you know, one of the OGs here in, in Oregon, especially <laughs> for women. Yeah. Um, super cool. Like the chillest of the chillest. And yeah. she, she's, she's very creative and she's just, she's a visionary. She's just, she's got all kinds of ideas that ping off her. And we met and I told her what I was doing because then I was running Rapino SC, which was a performance training company because I had just got my master's in exercise science. So I was training all kinds of clubs and teams, University of Portland. And I and my sister and I had a lifestyle apparel line, an e-commerce business Okay, that was all about being your best self, mm-hmm. just like an aspirational brand. And I had my fulfillment center actually set up in my second bedroom and I was picking and packing orders from my from my house and taking them to the post office. And she was just like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I love the brand. I, you know, your experience with supply chain, all that and your connection to athletes, we should start a cannabis edible line. And there this is before it was legal. So I was like, you're <laughs> dreaming. I am not getting into cannabis. Like I'm not going to do, you know, I don't know anything about the industry. I'm not trying to do anything illegal. She's like, trust me, it's, it's the future. It's what athletes need. It's so healthy for you. We need to free the plant. We need to destigmatize cannabis and spores, blah, 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 blah. I was like, dream on. Then fast forward a year later, this was like in 2018, we just started talking about it again. And then the hemp farm bill passed. So it became legal. Right. You know, we just got more serious about it. And then we brought in Brett Schwager, who's our third co-founder and our creative director um, he's just a brilliant design brand guru. And because I knew from my experience with Pino SC that creative is really expensive, creative marketing, very expensive. And we didn't have that kind of capital to just like put in a Mindy right away. Right. So we brought him in and. And here we are. We have, we have Mindy. So tell me why would an athlete utilize Mindy? So we really, we came to market because we felt like we want to keep everyone on top of their game, not just athletes, but everyone on top of their game in the healthiest, most sustainable way possible. We want to have, we have high quality, transparent products, and we really are trying to get people to, instead of using Advil, ibuprofen, over-the-counter meds, use cannabis, use Mindy or another trusted CBD product, because it is so much healthier for your long-term health and wellness. Right. So that side of it. So disruption of the pain management industry, which is an $800 billion industry, uh, or sorry, $800 million industry. And then for athletes, I mean, this stuff needs to be in sports. It needs to be in athletic trainers hands. It needs to be in, you know, the elite doctors need to be prescribing it. Physical therapists need to be using it. You know, there's no reason with all the research that we have at our fingertips now and for as long as this plant has been around, there's no reason why we are still having athletes use opiates, over-the-counter meds, and Ambien to feel better and to optimize performance. It just doesn't make sense. It's not good for your body in any way. 
totally agree. I just had hip replacement surgery and I totally agree with what you just said. And I, I tell you, what's the next step? So we're, we're, we're this, give us, you know, in your parting uh, knowledge here, your parting comment, what, what's the next step in getting exactly what you just, you just described a beautiful dream. So how do we get there? What's the next step? Well, for us, you know, we felt like there was a real opportunity to build a brand because we didn't feel like there's a lot of strong brands in the marketplace. There's a lot of big companies right. that have big, successful wholesale businesses, which is great. But there's a lot of people, you know, everything's moving to online now. So yeah. we wanted to really, you know, build a brand that athletes can get behind, leverage their influence in their platforms, you know, build a strong online footprint. Um, and you know, build, win the trust of athletes, win the trust of medical professionals, because ultimately they're kind of the ones driving the decision-making um, in terms of, you know, leadership in these franchises or these leagues. And so that was our goal was to just, you know, kind of from the ground up, just start building trust and destigmatizing cannabis. Cause it really is still just so stigmatized people, athletes, we are constantly educating athletes on, just the difference between CBD, THC, hemp, marijuana. I mean, it really is, there's like a lack of education, but there's also a ton of miseducation. And yeah. so that is a huge part of it. It's just educating the consumer. It, that is a, and I've noticed the same thing, uh, Rachel, that is a, a big deal. I want to thank you for being here today with us and, and laying that out for us. And uh, it's been great getting to know you and, um, and uh, I, I know that Mindy's going to be uh, successful. You, you have your uh, wonderful, famous uh, sister Megan involved and other athletes involved in this. And it is for athletes. But I will tell you, uh, it, it can be for not just athletes, obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. People who are going through uh, physical therapy challenges, uh, is, I think it's very, very important that we understand uh, and get educated on this. I'm Vern Davis here at Plant Profits, and I've spent some time today, some wonderful time with Rachel Rapino, who is the co-founder and chief executive officer of Mindy. Thank you all for joining us. You can download episodes of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions by going to CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis Radio is my partner. They are a wonderful partner. Or subscribe to the show on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcast uh, fix, go there. You can find Plant Profits. Follow Protus Global, my company, through our social networks, including LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find and learn more about how we're building companies at Protus Global People Solutions through changing lives and, and uh, building companies, like I said. And it's ProtusGlobal.com, P-R-O-T-I-S, global.com. Until next time, cheers. Thank you. expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.